Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Yes, hello, it's Friday, which means two things. Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657 and Gloucester Park on a Friday night. And what a big meeting we've got tonight. The Pearl and Diamond Classics for the three-year-olds, both at 50,000. The return of Chicago Bull, um, jumping Jimmy Max back. Um, too Fast, Too Serious versus Boom Time. Geez, it's going to be a great night racing. And a big welcome back to uh, Glenn Mortimer. Mortz, welcome back. Morning, Michael. Great to be back after a, uh, a short let-up <laughs> last week. And another good uh, result last Friday from our man Bomber. Yeah. A couple of units up. He uh, fought back very well on the last, which was a, a good result. So a couple of units up there. Many thanks to the running camel for filling <laughs> in. Uh, coming in off the interchange bench last week. Did an excellent job. Too fast, too serious. Chicago Bull. Group 2 three-year-old Pearl Classic. Group 2 three-year-old Diamond Classic. Some great horses going around tonight. Should be a great night's racing. So looking forward to that. Um, very special guest on today, which yeah. is uh, great. Can't wait to have a chat. But before we do, just a couple uh, 3 and 30 rads uh, yep. for you. It's 2021, last time I checked. Yes. Is there any chance we can get things like Vision of Trials at Bunbury, which is meant to be one of our main tracks, and perhaps the lights at Pinjarra? Uh, I mm. think... Well, well, I think we should have both, yeah. to tell you the truth. I, I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't have it. Well, particularly the, the trials. Like, it's it should we should have all trials up there for, for punters. Yeah. Um, and, and I think lights at Pinjarra would, would actually add another dimension for, the, for harness racing in WA. Yeah, just give it a bit more versatility around yeah. when we could program um, yep. races at that track. But certainly the vision when we're looking sure. for punters to, um, to try and find the winners. And Very after awesome. listening to last week's show... Yep. Great interview with Bob Fowler. Yep. Have you changed your view at all on the 15% levy? Um, I, I've, always, I've always thought it was a good concept. I'm, I'm still worried about them passing it on to the breeders and adding that extra, extra um, cost to the breeders uh, on the back end there. But um, he, he certainly made some very good points. And I, mm. I, I, I think uh, I've spoken to a number of people this week that actually have sort of are now on the fence rather than completely against it. Yeah, same. I thought it was yeah. a great interview. Well done. And um, we saw some excellent drone footage last yeah. week at Albion Park. Is that something that we're they're considering in ge- WA? Geez, they're going well, Queensland, at, at what they're doing for as far as vision for the product and broadcasting. Um, the, the sectionals on the on the screen are, are really good yep. um, for the for the home viewer. Not just waiting for the caller to, to get through the, the, qu- mm-hmm. the quarters and, and the drone footage for the replays was really good. I, I think I think everyone's gotta be moving in that direction very yeah, soon. I think good. it's I think it's outstanding. But Queensland, geez, they're doing a really good job. Because yeah, no, a great. long time they were 
behind the eight ball and there was a bit of a lull in the industry, particularly when you know when McCarthy's left and all that. But now they're they're really starting to build it up. Dave, um, David Brick, who's running harness racing up there for Racing Queensland, does an excellent job. He's originally from Victoria. He's a really good administrator. Yeah, no, yeah. it was fantastic. Great vision. Yeah, well, as you said, we've got a very special guest, another Hall of Famer. Oh, that we do. The you know one of the greatest of all time to sit in the sulky. Uh, on Tuesday, he brought up his 5,700th winner behind Crocodile Kid at Gloucester Park. Now, thanks to Alan Parker, the stats guru, once again, for keeping us up to date for that. But he's behind the beast, mm. Lavrajo, in the he Pearl is. Classic tonight. Uh, you're probably not that heavy horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love, but, just love watching good horses. Yeah, and, and he certainly is the son of Roll with Joe. Let's go back to the heat about, uh, about 10 days ago, and it was an armchair ride for AC Lewis and Lavrajo. And further back in the field was Aussie Scooter. And then came Soundwave coming off the back. Labrajo from Sugar Street, magnificent, is over on the inside. American Bullet has gone back to the pegs with Aussie Scooter trying to get past it. These three have broken away. Next quarter in 28-3. Labrajo clear. Magnificent goes to a clear second, but is struggling to get near Labrajo at the moment. Then came Sugar Street and Aussie Scooter. But Labrajo, look at him go over the final stages. He's bolting away from Magnificent, Sugar Street and Aussie Scooter and Soundwave. And Labrajo bolted in one by about 15 metres. Second Magnificent, two metres away, third Sugar Street. Yeah, he's a special horse, Labrajo, and it's a great honour to uh, welcome to the show his driver, Chris Lewis. Chris, welcome. And, and it must be very special to drive a, a horse like Labrajo, um, who just seems to be a, a, a just a really special horse. Morning, guys. Morning, listeners. Yeah, look... Um yeah, you've got to be lucky to get uh, to drive this type of horse. He, he is something special, I think. And, uh, you know, I'll let him do the talking, though. <laughs> As you do most of the times with, with the horses you've driven. And, and you've driven some great horses and in, in your career, and we'll, we'll talk about them, some, some you know, uh, legendary horses. But this horse, as you said, he, he does the talking by himself. But some of the things he can do is, is just extraordinary, um, doing a lot of work and then just running away from fields. Yeah, he's pretty freaky. Like uh, in that 2,500-metre event, he was run 28 for the first quarter last mile and then been able to finish it off and, uh, and run exceptional times, you know. Uh, yeah. And he comes in and... You wouldn't think he'd had a hard run at all. Yeah, he's a, he's a very special horse, and uh, we look forward to seeing the best of him there tonight because uh, he's just devastating. He really yeah. is devastating. So um, you've got the perfect draw uh, tonight, Chris, barrier one. Um, everywhere you read, every, uh, everywhere you look, it's just a matter of getting to the front, and he wins. Is, is it that simple? Well... Look, there's some quality horses in there, there's no doubt. But, you know, with the draw, you know, we're definitely uh, exceptionally hard to beat. You know, only bad luck to beat him. Yeah, no, I think uh, I have to agree with you there. Now, Chris, I've been looking at your resume and we'd like to have enough time to go through it. But, uh, you know, we've <laughs> uh, we don't have a couple of hours. But it's, it's an amazing uh, resume. And you were 20 years old when you moved to Perth. What was the decision to, because I think you were looking at heading east or heading to Perth, what was the reason for, for coming across to Perth? I think I was 24 or nearly 24, actually, when we moved. But the main reason for moving was that South Australia wasn't going that well 
uh, and I wouldn't make a career of it. And it was either move to Melbourne or move to Perth. And uh, I think it was 76 or 77, I'd come across for junior drivers to Perth and loved the place. I'd been to Melbourne, you know, uh, on a number of occasions, um, basically to, uh, when we've taken horse across it for a better stake. And, uh, you know, the comparison, the stakes were similar. The weather was great here. Um, and I just love Perth. Yeah, so we moved this way. And, uh, you know, I think it, was, it worked out pretty well for us. And look, we're, we're very... It sure <laughs> certainly has. has and, and we're very glad that you did because we... You know, we love watching you uh, week in and uh, week out. And you enjoyed some very early success back in 1976 when you drove uh, the winner of an Inter-Dominion final with a horse called Car Clue, which was trained by your father, Alan. Um, so you enjoyed real early success. Did you ever imagine that, you know, in 2021 we'd be talking about, you know, bringing up your 5,700th winner? Not at all. Um Dick Webster in Adelaide, I think he got over a thousand uh, winners, might have been 11, 1200. And I thought that was an impossible dream, you know, uh, to to actually get that many wins uh, back then. But uh, things changed. I think I can remember uh, Vic Sposs in the 70s. He, got, he was the first one to get over a hundred wins in the season. I thought, well, how could someone get a hundred wins in the season? <laughs> But now it's just, uh, you know, a lot of people do it now. And and do yeah. you remember back to that, that first win on Classic Air back in 1972? Because that's some time ago, Chris. Yeah, I can. Uh, it was <laughs> Kadena. It was a bit of a wet night. Had the rubber boots on. and uh, I was on, uh, well, Classic Air was a half-brother to Carclue. Uh, not in the same league, but um, where they're all, I think, standing starts then. And I think we might have come off at five or six and rather jumping to the front and, uh, you know, win the race. Uh, so, yeah, I can remember it well. Well, I, I don't want to make you feel old, Chris, but in 1976, when Car Clue won the Inner Dominion, I was there, but uh, I don't remember much because my mum was pregnant with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so uh, yeah. Greg was Greg. My brother Greg was there. He was about five or six. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, um, <laughs> uh, it, it it was a it was a, a a great win because you jumped to the front. You you've been known as a front running driver. Has, has that always come naturally? You just to to be able to 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 judge a race in front and 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 be able to to have that inner clock uh, when you're driving in the in front. Yeah, I think so. I think from you know when I first started fast working, I kind of uh, clicked into that pretty well, and uh, you know it was uh, for some reason you know able to pick up what the horse's best rate was and what have you. But obviously, if you can get to the front, <coughs> you know horses have got to make time and ground from behind you. So it's always a well ninety percent of the time it's an advantage. Certainly is, and uh, I think I thought it was quite ironic that you brought up your five thousandth winner in Bunbury on New Year's Eve, 
2017 on a horse called I'm the Best. <laughs> Did you yeah, plan well, that, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, uh, it was yeah. Funny thing, I, <clears throat> I think I got three winners on the night, and um, I after the first one, I said, well, I think we'll probably be able to get a couple more. So my daughter and granddaughter headed down to Bunbury uh, to get in the shop you know, for <laughs> later on. And it just it happened to be that horse. How, you know, freaky, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. it's better than uh, Brian Hancock's last ever winner. I think that was called Dick Swiveller. <laughs> Dick Swiveller. Certainly better your way, Chris. It was certainly a very appropriate uh, name, yeah. horse. And, and Chris, you know, even um, you've been in the game for such a long time. Tonight at Gloucester Park, you've got eight drives out of nine races. Um, and in the majority of them, apart from one, the worst draw you've got is three. So uh, you've been dealt a pretty good hand tonight. And obviously you come up with Laverjo and we've given him a tick. He just needs to, uh, you know, get to the front and he should be extremely hard to beat. Uh, you've got some other good chances there as well, uh, Chris. Um, boom time, uh, Kiwi bloke. So there's some really good uh, really good chances there tonight outside of Laverjo. Which one's your best, Chris? Well, yeah, that's it's it's tricky, but I I think uh, winning chance probably if Crocodile Kid can go as well as it did Tuesday night, it'll probably win. It's a suitable race for it, you know. Um, and like you said, Boom Time is Boom Time's got uh, too fast, too serious in it, which is a very good horse, but it's first up, so uh, we've got the advantage of the one draw. So we'll. We'll see what happens there, but we've definitely been times an each way chance and with a, a chance of winning. Chris, it would be remiss of us to uh, not ask you about your combination with the great Village Head and, and the great Bill Horn. Um, Bill's probably not the best of health uh, these days, but you know, I, I remember, I remember Village Kid. You know what what he used to do looking back from the east uh, and and an incoming over as well but that that inner dominion in in albion park was just something special uh it, it was a great combination and, and does it does he sit as the best horse that you've been associated with yeah no doubt <clears throat> no, he's uh, pretty horse. he just had that absolute will to win um, and yeah i i'd say that's probably the most memorable win because like he went through the heats undefeated up there. Uh, pressure on, you know, he was expected to win. He took water and, uh, you know, we were able to lead. But he, um, yeah, it was just a super win and super times for that period too. You know, each heat win was exceptionally good time. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good time and... Uh, yeah, Bill, he did a fantastic... Bill and Norma did a fantastic job with that horse. Um, you know, he had a few little problems during his career and they were able to get him through all that. He always performed at his best. He was an absolute uh, legend of harness racing. And the amount of good he did for charity and all that sort of stuff. It's just yeah. unbelievable. And yeah. Really you know, took just, advantage of having such a superstar. Yeah, certainly was. And... Um, <clears throat> uh, you were lucky enough to uh, drive him to 88 out of his 
90 wins and I believe you you, you drove um, also drove in a couple of races in Moscow and uh, also one in the US and the car in Moscow leading the field was a manual I believe but uh, out of all the the, uh, the races you were lucky enough to win and obviously with Village Kid you had that association of winning just about everything is there any race that you haven't won that you would that you would like to tick off and you know you've got a horse like Labrajo coming through is there is there one particular one you'd still like to win uh, no, nothing particular, I don't think. Uh, no, uh, look, I'm, I'm just, like, I was very fortunate to be the driver of Village Kid, and I think I'll be very fortunate. Uh, it'll look back and we'll be saying we're very fortunate to be driving Labra Joe too. But he's definitely, um, you know, a horse that can win some big races in the future. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, just one more question before you go. You, you seem to to not slow down or stop. Like you, you seem to be going as as well at the moment as you were um, ten, twenty years ago. How, how are the plans? Have you got long term plans just to continue, or, or have you got plans of of slowing down at all? Well, it's a funny thing because when I was, I think, in my twenties, I was saying I'll probably retire at forty. <laughs> then when I was 40, I was thinking, oh, I'll probably drive at 50. Then when I was 50, I thought, oh, we might get to 60. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I've, look, I'm in good health, going well, feel exactly the same as I did going back. So I continue on at the moment and uh, until I, I feel so I don't want to do it. Well, Chris, uh, I know uh, the punters love you and they want you to continue. Uh, Carl Langdon from 6PR and SEN, he, he always, every time I speak to you, he's always a big fan and, and mentions you and he usually follows you into uh, whatever you're driving. So you've got plenty of supporters out there, mate. It's been a real pleasure pleasure to uh, chat to you today. Um, thanks for your time and, and good luck tonight. It's a, it's a good book of drive, but no doubt all eyes will be on Leverage on the Pearl Classic. Good luck. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us on. There we go, Chris Lewis, the great Chris Lewis. Oh, absolutely, Michael. When you look at, uh, as we said, his resume, you know, for, he's a 2010 Hall of Famer. He's driven winners in Moscow, USA, um, 5,700 winners. Yeah. It's an amazing record. Third, third all-time in Australia behind Gavin Lang, Chris Lewis. Uh, Chris, yeah. Alford, Chris Alford. Like. <laughs> it's un, it really is unbelievable. And like you said, he's, out of nine races tonight, Chris has yeah. got eight drives. Yeah. And as I said, there's uh, seven of them are drawn, you know, three or better. So yeah. he's uh, he's in very and well there with the handicappers. And you talk to blokes like Junior, and you say, "Who's the toughest to drive against?" Chris Lewis is the <laughs> the one they still say. Yeah, no, he's good. <laughs> no, it was yeah. great chat. Good to catch up with him, and uh, we do wish him a bit of luck tonight. We've got the three-year-old Diamond Classic tonight as well, which uh, always an angel goes up against Newsy. But the heats for the two-year-old Diamond Classic were on Tuesday. And as we go to the break, uh, actually, that segment, before we do that, we've got to pay some bills. Of course. Morts. That, that segment do. was brought to you by a good pay your big Pay your big wage. Bayes, Bayswater Mazda. Our good mate Anthony was in the, in the studio. He's a, he's a regular now on the yeah, Tab Touch yeah, Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Deck and, and our good mate Peter V. Uh, but we know driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda. Corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. After sale service is the best. Second to none. And I can vouch the CX30 is just a beautiful car to drive. Yeah, it looks beautiful fan- car. Looks fantastic. And we got it, of course, from Bayswater Mazda and yeah. after sales. Why wouldn't you? Brilliant.
Of course. All right, as we go to the break, let's go to the heat, the fastest heat of the two-year-old classic. It was uh, from Team Bond. Uh, Ryan Warwick was driving in the spotlight by Better's Delight, actually bought out of the New Zealand sales in uh, 2020. Um, has now made it two from two and goes into the final next Friday night. He's uh, in the spotlight, the fastest qualifier for the Diamond Classic. In third place is Don't Be Silly Chili, who's still closing in at about 10 metres away. In fourth place, See the World, and wonderful to fly out wide. Extraordinary Mary on the turn in front, though. Leads by three metres. Trying hard is in the spotlight. And then came Don't Be Silly Chili. Extraordinary Mary in front. In the spotlight on the outside, trying hard. But it's Extraordinary Mary in front. From in the spotlight, coming at it late on the scene. Don't Be Silly Chili. Extraordinary Mary clinging on in the spotlight. Try to drive at it. Extraordinary Mary Mutt have just won by a nose to win the spotlight. And nine on the outside. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Moment is trying to claim him now. Goes up strongly. Euphoric Moment is now challenging Smart Fortune. It is finding something with a horse upsides. Then Betty's Lass and B17 on the turn. Euphoric Moment trying to master Smart Fortune, who will not surrender. Keeps rallying the inside. Smart Fortune regains the lead off Euphoric Moment. Then B17 and Smart Fortune, an enterprising drive by Voke, gets the result he wanted. Beats the favourite Euphoric Moment. Then B17. Pierre Whitby. Yeah, that was uh, Smart Fortune, and we'll talk about that horse in just a moment. But this segment is brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist, where RAC members save an additional 5% every day, and that's every on the lowest day. price. Absolutely lowest price. Come into us, whatever the price is, at JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, all the big players, yeah. the good guys. We'll match the price and we'll give you your 5% REC yep. discount. Yep. Can't get any better than you, that, Rats. You cannot. And the best for all the electrical appliances. Correct. Yeah, fantastic. Smart smart kettles. They're my favourites. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't burn your green tea, no, does it? No, it does Beautiful. not. It's perfect. Beautiful. All right, let's welcome in uh, our man, Bomber Hill. And uh, Bomber, smart fortune we just heard uh, from Hayden King, an enterprising drive from Voke, and we were very happy with that enterprising drive at the $8 for Smart Fortune last week with uh, our uh, SEN track uh, listeners, and it was a good way to end the night. Yeah, lovely way to finish. Uh, we didn't have much luck early in the car, but uh, yeah, we on pretty good terms with ourselves early when Vokey managed to spear him across and a uh, euphoric moment missed the start as we thought he may, and uh, yeah, it wasn't an easy watch. He was pretty hard driven most of the way, but he uh, yeah, he kept toughing it out of the line. Yeah. Well, luckily, fortunately, uh, our man Lindsay Harper got us the place. With yes, there you go. There you go. And then um, I've got to tell you, two of those drives by Christopher Voke on yeah. Friday night. That one actually there was some perfect major. There were some great drives, perfect How major. Was but, that? but Junior's drive on the leader. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah, good, it was really outstanding as well. Where where he. 
he just did enough. He stayed off, <laughs> made sure they covered extra ground just to, at the start. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a great drive. All right, let's get into it uh, for Tab Touch, the market, the brand that funds the industry. And we're going to have a look at the first race, which is the Tab Touch Pace over the 2130 metres. And we just spoke to AC Lewis, and he's driving the favourite number one Crocodile Kid at 180 in from 195. Rock and Roll Whippy, 750. Susie's Gem, 81. Lucky Sensation, 41. Bad Round, 11. Betsy's Lass at 26, a boy named Rosie 17, Pierre Whitby at 9.50, Skipper 21. Then the two on the back line, we've got Zozo Magogo at $8 and our sequel at $7. Bomber, which way have we gone the first? Yeah, well, hopefully Vokey has another big night tonight because I think we've followed him in three of the four sets here. So, um, yeah, this is that tricky grade where they tend to take turns a little bit and I think the one horse is very, very short. He can certainly win, but... Shopped around him with a bit of value. Um, first of all, number 10, Zozo Magogo. She draws her barrier. Uh, Pegs draws here from one or 10. She's won four or five in WA. The other win she had was a stand. Uh, she just needs a little bit of luck late, but she'll be she'll be there if the, if the run does come. And the other one is number eight, Pierre Whitby, who, you know, conversely will be right out the back here and looking for the right helmet to follow home. But uh, as long as there's a bit of pace on, which hopefully there will be, because they can't let the one walk. So, um, yeah bit of pace and, and he'll be strong down the outside late Pierre Whitby. Just looking at the last word, thank you to um, our good friends at uh, Tab Radio and Tim Walker provide this on the Rabahanas website every week. Chris Lewis on Crocodile Kid looks a suitable field. Hopefully he shows the same form as Tuesday, which is the thoughts that Chris Lewis echoed this morning. Jocelyn Young on Pierre Whitby, awkward draw, but isn't out of this with the right luck. And Christopher Voke on Zozo Magogo, the perfect draw, right field, each way chance. So it's not all that cut and dry bomber for the number one crocodile kid. What's our staking plan here in this one? Yeah, like one unit each, uh, Pierre Whitby and Zozo Magogo, just below the double figures is a good way to start the night. All right, the next race we're going to look at is race number two, and it's the Westrall Pace for Albert Wormsley and the team at Westrall, Wormsley Investments, over the 21.30 metres, and uh, we've got a shorty here in Jasper Vella Beach at uh, 1.36, drawn the pole again, Extreme Prince 23, Kiwi Bloke 21, B17 at 34, Q-Town Rip Roaring at 21, Verstrappen at 34, uh, Rock Me Now at 101, Major Stair 23. Vespa had support 14 into 9.50 despite drawing outside the front line. The Black Cardinal inside the back line, $10 into $6. So a little bit of a correction there. There you go at $23 and McLarney at $21. The favourite, Jasper Vella Beach at 136. Which way are we going, Bomber? Yeah, I think he's the lone leader, Jasper Vella Beach. And for that reason, could be some chance... Uh, you know, Junior's got options. He can go back or forward. I think given the lack of speed underneath with the pole marker leading easily, he might come out and have a look and try and slot into a spot. But even if he goes back, I think this guy, he's been hitting the line really, really hard. He's been running some really good sectionals and you know, he just needs to find the right helmet on the way home. And yeah, not surprised at the support for him. I thought he was a good place bet. Uh, hard to roll the one horse in front, but I think he's a good place bet. Uh, Vespa, as he's, he just, yeah, just keeps finding the line but can't get a draw. Once again, in the last word, Michael Young, um, huge sectionals last week, can't draw a barrier, will be steaming home late. So that echoes your thoughts, Bomber. So what's our staking plan here in race two, number nine? 
Yeah, the two-unit place bet, I think still value. He's uh, shortening a little bit, but I think still value at the current quote. All right, stay there, Bomber, because we're going to take a break. And on the other side, we're going to look at race number three, the Retrovision Pace, where Diego goes around. Currently a $17 chance on Tab Touch. But uh, last week uh, in the uh, Gloucester Park Sprint for $25,000, uh, Diego was too good despite uh, drawing uh, wide on the track. But uh, Dylan Edgerton and Green drove a, a winner for... Gary Hall Senior. I haven't seen Dylan drive too many for, for Senior, but uh, Diego was too good last week in the GPHR sprint. But he goes for home now. 28-2 on Miragon. And Miragon got away from Cole Picker. Lawrence out wider. Sir Galahad the inside. Diego tries to drive through. And then came Son of a Tiger in the straight. Miragon has got the front. Down the outside running on is Lawrence now. It's Miragon, but Lawrence has got it. And Diego is flashing home. Lawrence in front. Diego's going to Lawrence. Lawrence, Diego. Diego goes to Lawrence. Takes the lead and wins. Diego beat Lawrence. Third home, Cole Picker. Then came Miragon. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Jack Farthing in the inside, perfect major. Then Bell Catherine and Eloquent Mac, but now perfect major takes the lead. Bell Catherine and Stroke of Luck is flying. Bell Catherine going to perfect major, perfect major. Bell Catherine, Stroke of Luck. The three of them hit the line together in a triple dead heat. Couldn't split them. In fourth position was Eloquent Mac. Maybe the horse on the inside, perfect major, but it's very, very tight. Five gets it, perfect major. Number five is the winner. Perfect major has won by a nose. Yeah, great drive by Vogue on the outside of um, Justin Prentice on Jack Farthing and just ran those 28 quarters uh, across the line. I, ended up, I thought Stroke of Luck actually won mm. going across the line, but end up being uh, inside out rather than outside in. Superb drive. Yeah. Honestly was. Yeah, on a, great, on a great night of driving, Vogue, Vogue yeah. took the driving honours with a couple of uh, absolute crackers. Um, and uh, this segment's brought to you by Loans 123. Car loans, debt consolidations, all your personal finance, who do you see? The Nude Nuts, Steve Sell. Great, yeah. great man, Steve great Sell. Man, great supporter of sport in WA and uh, us here at uh, SEN Track. And, and uh, if Steve can't sort you... No, uh, no you've got, you got no hope. Loans123.com.au. All right, let's get into the next race we're going to have a look at. It happens to be the Retrovision Pace. And uh, this is, tell you what, this is going to be a really good race. Some, um, some exciting horses going around here and uh, interesting barrier draw with boom time for AC Lewis at 3.30 in from 3.60. Too fast, too serious. First up, 2.65 into 2.45. Back in 20. $21 into $12. So a little bit of a correction there. Lawrence is at $21. Will I Rock and Roll at $21. We've got uh, Raka Sink, who's in good form, at $26. Diego, a last start winner, at $17. Extradite, drawn the outside, very fast out, $61. And then on the inside of the back line, we've got Papanik at $350. Valbon at $61. And Shanway, in, in another horse in really good form, at $41. Bomber, this is a terrific race, terrific betting race, and uh, the, the Barry draw made it, made it a really good race as well. Yeah, just about race of the night for mine. It's like yep. really, really good field right across the board. But, uh, yeah, I went with Papanik from 10. He gets the right run for a horse with his turn of foot. 
Um, number the boom time he'll lead, uh, no doubt. Extra dive, very very fast off the gate. But I just don't think this horse begins as quickly for anyone other than Corey Peterson. So I don't have him crossing. I think boom time leads. Papenick on his back, and uh, yeah, whilst we run the risk of him never ever seeing daylight, if he does, I think he'll just be too fast for them late. So on a night where value is pretty tough, I, I thought he was well worth a, a, a bet. Yes, Chris Voke, he can win from the good draw. Good sit and kick horse so as you say fascinating race looking forward to seeing too fast too serious go around but in race three we are with number 10 Papanik. what's our staking plan there bomber yeah one unit bet just with a risk that he may never see daylight but yeah smash the clock first up when he broke 55 for his last half so you know just a bit of daylight and he'll go bang all right, and the final race we're going to have a look at is the Allwood Stud Farm. Our thanks to Bob Fowler, who came on last week over the 21.30 metres. And um, we have JB's Boy at $9, The Watchmaker at 21 Fancier Dance or Fancier Dance at 9 50 The Horse at $26, Plutonium at 8 50 Who's Who in the Zoo at 31 Caveman, 21 into $12, Jumpin' Jack Mac, uh, The Star at $1.30, and the last Parisian at $91. Uh, Jumper Jack Mack is a short price favourite here, Bomber. Which way are we going in race number seven? Yeah, no doubting his class, Jumping Jack Mack. But there's a horse in this that is very, very good when he's right. He was ex- ex- excellent last start when he just never saw daylight at all. And number three, Fancier Dance. I think he's a massive chance of finding the top. BJ's boy will beat him out, but I think he'd be happy enough to take a sit with Jumping Jack Mack heading to the breeze. And... Uh, the chance that these two just took up and go for it. But, you know, we saw Voco the last few weeks when he's in front and uh, just dictating he's very, very hard to run down. He'll, he'll make this favourite work really, really hard. And Fancier Dance can run a 56 here. Uh, it's probably enough if he can uh, just get the favourite out of his comfort zone. So he's going to give us a good, uh, good, good run at really, really nice cross. Yes, Chris, Christopher Voke on Fancier Dance. I give him a good chance. He felt good last start. Respect jumping Jack Mack, but my bloke is quality on his night. Good to see him lead and see what he's made of. And, of course, we're stepping around Caveman, which uh, came up trumps with our man Chopper Reed a couple of weeks. Uh, and then we've got jumping Jack Mack. Looks a great race. What's the staking plan here, Bomber? Yeah, I think it'll be a ripper jewel. But, uh, yeah, one unit fancy dance. If he finds the front, he's going to give us one hell of a sight. All right, that's Fancier Dance, or Fancier Dance in race number seven, the Allwood Stud, and uh, tell you what, a, a great night of racing, some really good races. As you said, I think race number uh, three is the race of the night, although we've got, obviously, uh, the Pearl Classic with Laverage Joe and uh, the Clash of Newsy versus Always an Angel in the Diamond Classic as well. Uh, great night's racing ahead of us, Bomber. Thanks for your time once again, and hopefully we've uh, found uh, the punters a few more winners. Absolutely. Let's hope so, guys. And good luck to your two tonight, boss. They're going to be right in the finish. Thanks, Bomber. Going to need a bit of luck, but uh, just glad to be in the, the races. Bomber should be a couple of really good contests. Beautiful. Good on you, Bomber. We'll speak, we'll speak to you next week. As we go to the break, last week the feature race was the Pure Steel, the Group 3 over um, the 2130 metres of $30,000. And the big cheese for Team Bond... Uh, the running camel and Kevin Jevons, I speak of Parmesan, led and was too good.
as they come off the back. Palmerson leads a metre on the outside. Is Older Blues fancy against the inside? The last Parisian comes through. Out wide and now Plutonium running on. Whose idea was this? Was deep out Cordero in the straight they run though. Palmerson has still got the front. He's holding him at the moment from Older Blues. Down the outside Plutonium. Alter Intrigue fancy a dance but it's still Palmerson in front. He's going to hold them and Palmerson races home to win it well from Plutonium. Fancy a dance and fourth home will be Alter Intrigue. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. 28 to the third quarter. They've done it with speed dominance, the Phillies. But in Cypher is getting the better of Doug Steve, who's run a great race in second placing there. 25 metres clear of the others, led by Party at the Beats and then Monsieur still. But in the front straight, though, in Cypher gets away. Kate Gath comes back to her save. Group one glory. And in Cypher, she's a really good filly. She goes on to win by 19 metres. Second, Doug Steve, third, Party at the Beach. Yeah, that was uh, the Allwood, the group one for the uh, two-year-olds bought at the uh, the sale. And in Cypher and Doug's they've been having a couple of good duels through the heats and uh, through, through the heat. And the Victorians dominated uh, the Allwood with Emma Stewart uh, winning, uh, driven by Kate Gaff and Jeff Webster. Um, training the second filly, Doug's Diva, driven by Danielle Hill. This segment brought to you by um, Steel Blue Boots, built for comfort, made for work. 730 stockers nationwide, and uh, they are the best work boot there is. There's just no argument. Bar none, we wear them everywhere, Michael. Yep. Whatever your trade, we've got the boots. Yep. Out in the garden, doesn't matter what you do. Your Steel yep. Blues, and of course our very good friend from Steel Blues got a couple of uh, a couple racing tonight. Yes, at, uh, he'll Park, be there. So he will be there. So yeah, very good. Uh, great thanks to our good friends at Steel Blue. All right. Another good friend of ours is on the line, Ben Cray. How are you, BK? What about those steel blue boots? Would they be any good with me under sitting here on, on my computer rather than the slippers I've got on today? It's a little bit chilly today. Well, they're very comfortable. Very comfortable. Probably uh, probably wear the carpet a bit better as well. Just yeah. um, yeah. Well, I might think I'm a man then too by wearing those boots. <laughs> <laughs> that, might be, that might be something good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the only reason I wear them, BK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. You've got, you got to look the part. Yeah. Right. Even, <laughs> if <you're not. laughs> Even if you're not. Me, so, me that wears my songs when I uh, mow the lawn. So, yeah. so. <laughs> so whereabouts are we going to tonight, uh, BK? We're going to Royal Newcastle again, boys. It's a big night there. The uh, regional championship uh, final for the Hunter is on, but we're going to hopefully start off in race three with a winner. Look, number three, Hidden Delight's a favourite. I'm... I'm not a huge fan of this horse. It's got a little bit of, I hate to say it, a bit of cat in it. Uh, it sort of it only does what it has to do. It has got ability, but uh, I can't be going near it at even money. So I'm going to stick with the two on the back row here. There's actually a little bit of speed too in this race, so I'm hoping that'll help. And number 10, Rockabella Stars, a recent uh, enough addition for the Kerry Ann Morris stable. It's been going okay. A second at Newcastle behind the flying as your express. Couldn't handle them in angle form and then uh, went to Penrith. Uh, and won a reasonable enough race there. Uh, Ex-Victorian, it's pretty talented, around the $2.70 mark. I could also chuck in the nine, bite the bullet for something at around the $9 mark. Uh, soft run number nine there on the peg, should get a soft run there. And a nice each-way bet too, number nine, bite the bullet. So I'm going to back numbers nine and ten in race three. 
Then we're going to head to race five, which is the regional final. Look, there's uh, Clayton Harmy's got a couple here. He's actually drawn badly, number nine and ten, Major Bob and Soho Sinatra. They'd probably be, be the two clear picks if they had to draw in the front row. But Jeff Harding looks to have the um, a bit of a mortgage on the front row here. And I, and I don't mind his horses, number five and six, Jasper Styles and the choreographer. Uh, I thought Jasper Styles will probably be first to the pegs. Number eight, Ultra Bliss, has got some gate speed, but if um, if Robbie Morris on the choreographer can sort of get through there and get the lead off Jasper Styles, then the Jeff Harding combo may dominate this race. So uh, I thought around the $5 and the $3.50 mark for those two, you could back both of those and probably get the winner. Obviously, Clayton's two are very hard to beat. They're very nice horses. I think Ultra Bliss out there at $9 is probably under the odds, even though it's going very well. But then we're going to finish off at race nine and... This looks like a race in two here. Number two, Wong Lord uh, for Clayton Harmy, a, a new addition there. Um, a reasonable enough run, to be honest, at Maitland, even though it only ran six of nine and had a bad draw and it was out wide and that's not the place to be. So I'm going to back it at the odds, around $3.50 to beat the first uh, first up horse for um, Belinda McCarthy, number four, American Flyer. It's interesting to note they've got Mason Beresford driving this horse and um, no offence to Mason, but he's probably number five or six pick for the McCarthy's to drive it. I'm not sure uh, why why he's on it. So I'm just going to go with the better, in my opinion, the better driver and uh, the better draw. Number two, Illawong Lord with Blake Hughes, Clayton Harmy. And just to let you guys know, I have had something each way and I a little uh, on our money horse, Rock and Roll Tony in race seven, number seven, at around the $7 again. I think some hot speed in that race might suit it. Well, he proved too good for us uh, a couple of weeks ago, so we might get the cash again for us, uh, BK. Mate, a, a, good, a good card at Newcastle um, this afternoon over there. In the, uh, this, yeah, this afternoon over here, uh, our time. And uh, the new, the, uh, they're, they're a really good addition, those uh, country championships. So hopefully uh, we can find the winner in that race. BK, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. They are a good addition because it gives everyone a chance in the, uh, in, to win a Group 1 outside of uh, Sydney. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, certainly certainly was a great uh, change in the program from Harness Racing New South Wales once COVID struck and they changed that million dollar format. Good on you, BK. Thank you again, uh, Mort's Been a big show. Uh, hopefully, we found a few winners with BK and our man Bomber Hill, and it was great to talk to the great AC Lewis. Legend, legend was fantastic. Great show. Big night tonight. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yep. Good luck to you for your couple tonight, uh, and thank you everyone for their time. Until next week, it's bye for now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.